to Subspace the Podcast for all of you wonderful listeners who come back and listen to me over and over and over again for some unknown reason. And if you're new here, welcome. Thanks for coming on here to join us. I have not introed my own podcast for several weeks now because, well, there haven't been any episodes put up. And at the behest and request of everybody, I have been really working hard to get back down here to record. It's been a weird few weeks. Um, we are recording today um, at the beginning of December. And um, as you know, that puts a smack dab in the middle of holiday seasons for most of the world. Uh, somewhere between Thanksgiving, if you live in the U.S., uh, where I happen to be located, and a whole host of winter holidays around the world. So happy holidays to everyone that celebrates some sort of holiday. Enjoy them. Try not to eat too much food. Continue to get out and exercise. Take care of yourself and your mental health. That's all I have to say about that. You know, I've been trying to get down here to record for a while and it really hasn't worked out. A lot of that has had to do with, of course, uh, continued concerns with long COVID. Um, I've had a lot of stress lately uh, over a lot of things um, because, as you know, I have kind of returned to the work from home uh, situation and I've been stressing out about that a little bit. Um, as good as it was for me to make that move, um, again, uh, kind of related to the long COVID, uh, it's also stressed me out and made me a little bit anxious, more anxious than usual because... Um, I like to be productive, and when I feel like I can't be productive, I kind of stress out about that, which makes me anxious. And um, as a person with ADHD, sometimes I get into a space that is very difficult for me um, and can kind of stall my own productivity. So it's this really hard spot uh, being ADHD that we refer to as ADHD paralysis on the, the mental health side of things. And I don't know if everybody understands what that is, so let me explain it a little bit. It is a term that is used to describe the overwhelm and shutdown process that can happen when you live with ADHD, when there are too many things that are happening or too many emotions that are building. And as a result, we have this tendency to freeze as a way of responding to that stress. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of like we have this ability to do a lot of things, but the problem then turns around. And once we have all those things that are happening, we then freeze as a result, right? That's really not a good thing, but that's a really big problem for those of us with ADHD. There's another reality about ADHD that a lot of people don't understand and that it is a performance disorder and not an intelligence disorder. And a lot of people don't really get that. We are often perceived as being lazy when the reality isn't that. Um, and a lot of that is seen in that ADHD paralysis, right? We have so much going on in our head and we're so overwhelmed with everything that we get into that shutdown role and the external looks like we're not doing anything when the reality is, is that we're dealing with so much happening in our head that it ends up looking like 
we're not doing anything, right? Um, there is a really phenomenal quote that um, is a couple minutes long, and I'm just going to play it for you. Um, I, I could say it to you, um, but I'm just going to let you hear it here. I want you to understand that you have a brain. The back part of it is where you learn. The front part is where you do. Knowledge, performance, knowing, doing, and ADHD splits them apart. I don't care what you know, you won't use it. You can be the brightest kid in the world, not going to matter. So you got a real problem on your hands because you can know stuff and you won't do stuff. That's a serious problem called a performance disorder. So what we know about ADHD is it's going to put all five of those levels at risk because it interferes with all seven executive functions and you're going to have time blindness and you won't be able to aim your behavior toward the future to care for yourself as effectively as other people are able to do. You have intention deficit disorder. You have a disorder of performance, not knowledge. You know what to do, but can't do it. You have a disorder of the when and the where, not the what and the how. Your problem is not with knowing what to do. It's with doing what you know. This quote is from a speech that was given by Dr. Russell Barkley um, at UNC 11 years ago. This is huge. I mean, this came out in, in 2012. So, so just over about 10 and a half years ago, coming up um, almost 11 years ago. Um, this, is, this is big. This is not new news for people with ADHD, but it's not something that's really heavily referenced for people with ADHD. Um, this is something that can be found on on YouTube. In fact, it's a it's a two part. This is a two hour lecture uh, that that uh, was given at UNC. Very intelligent man, and and this is something that really uh, still today isn't isn't really given in education to people with ADHD. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of <laughs> that's the short. Of, uh, of kind of what uh, what I've kind of been dealing with um, at home. So it's been really hard for me to get downstairs and record. So yeah, uh, squirrel, right? But, but no, this is, this is kind of a big thing. Um, and uh, a lot of my listeners who have ADHD really might not uh, look at it that way. And so for those of you who don't, um, maybe this helps. I hope it does. I think that it's very important for us to think about this. Um, my better half, Carl, will be joining me. We're going to be recording some together um, because we were talking earlier today and, and I mentioned that it's really hard to sit down here and just podcast by myself and it's really hard to coordinate um, with Harley a lot of times uh, to uh, sit down and podcast with her because she's across the country. We have a three-hour time difference. Um, she has a full-time job Monday through Friday um, outside the home and uh, she uh, had some recent changes in her life um, that uh, took up a lot of her time. I won't uh, spill the beans for her. I'll let her talk about it the next time that we get to record with her. Hopefully that will be soon because we have a couple of topics that we've been saving specifically because she wanted to record those with us. Um, but yeah, so that's my bit on ADHD. You're welcome. Thank you. I just wanted to talk about that for the first eight minutes of this episode. Anyway, um, what am I going to talk about today? I don't know. That's why I led with the ADHD part. I have been doing a lot of things uh, in my life. I really led with um, 
doing a lot of uh, spring style cleaning in the fall over the last week and a half. Um, I have been really addressing the fact that the fact that I was working outside the home and uh, Carl was working outside the home and we weren't home for 10 to 12 hours a day, a lot of clutter had kind of accumulated and clutter really triggers my ADHD uh, and, and some anxiety related to that and was really stressing me out. And so I've been like Marie Kondoing a little bit. Not, I, I won't go with this, like, does this give me joy? It's not that. It's that I really do prefer to live a life of minimalism um, and just kind of have the things I need versus having a lot of extras. And so I've been really thoroughly decluttering. When we moved here, we uh, truly combined houses completely. And we got rid of, I would say, probably a good 26 extra large U-Haul boxes worth of stuff. I'm not even kidding. Um, when we got here, as we kind of rebuilt our home from, from scratch together. But um, we still have a lot more to go. We have way more things than we need. Um, our home is not huge, but it is not tiny by any stretch of the imagination either. And uh, we just, we have too much stuff. It is very overwhelming to me. And um, so I started doing that. I have gone through uh, almost 100% of my clothing and gotten rid of quite a bit. Um, and uh, and then um, I've started in the kitchen. Um, we don't have a lot of stuff in the living room specifically to go through because really it's just the furniture and the TV kind of in the living room. Um, but we'll be going through each room. Um, I've been documenting that on Instagram and uh, have really been, uh, that has been, that has felt so good to me uh, because having open space is very important to me um it's really not a, a yin and yang thing so much but having that more almost spa-like feel just having everything open is so calming to me um it just makes me just breathe um instead of feeling tight inside if that makes any sense to any of my listeners um i do not like clutter um it really makes me shut down in fact i will hide in uh, a room that is open uh, versus enter a room uh that has clutter in it and um that's really difficult for me so um i started on that process and i will be continuing to work on that uh if you follow me on instagram you can head on over there and uh, kind of see me document that process if you care um in addition i have been uh doing some more uh work on some audiobooks uh with one of the people that i've worked with uh over the past couple of months and i'm really excited about the newest project i just finished some edits on a, a piece today that is very personal to him but also ended up being something that uh really tied in um for me because I started reading it and I was almost in tears because the main character is a person I know and I don't mean this personally I don't I don't know this person personally but this is a person that I identify with and again I don't mean myself I mean like this is this is someone I know this is you know, people I've worked with in the past, this resembles people I know. And so, um, 
and and the author that I'm working with gave me a creative license to really be able to bring this character to life. I am waiting on feedback from them to uh, to let me know if there's any changes that they want. But I was really excited to get to record and edit that. And I'm really looking forward to continuing uh, work on that. I am working with them on more than one uh, manuscript. So I'm I'm really pumped uh, to get to hear what they have to say. They have enjoyed my work and I have truly enjoyed working with them so far. So those are some things I have been doing. We are, of course, as always, enjoying football season. And um, you don't care about any of this, I know. I'm just talking into the microphone at this point. Um, We're enjoying fall and enjoying hiking and getting out and doing things. We are just trying to uh, create good space uh, for me as I continue to try to see uh, if we can minimize the amount of times that my brain decides to take a vacation from the real world. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we are with that. Um, I did have another recent uh, photo shoot with my wonderful photographer, Phoebe. It was by and far the hardest photo shoot I have done. As I mentioned on my Instagram, it was mentally very difficult. I was very stressed out. I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't feel good about the way I looked. I didn't feel good about the way I was presenting. I didn't feel good about how anything looked on me. I am going to see the photos today. Um, is the plan um, if she and I ever uh, touch base today and um, I am nervous about seeing them but very excited as well I do have at least one more photo shoot set up with her and um, yeah so hopefully that will be a good uh, good response but on that note I am very excited to announce that we have plans she and I to launch a brand new podcast uh, just the two of us Um, And it will be more about current events and life and her work and just general content. And I know that I talked a little bit about it at the end of the last podcast, but uh, it is coming to fruition. We are hoping to actually record the first episode within the next couple of weeks um, and have it launched by the end of the year. I am super, super, super excited. We were supposed to get it recorded last week. It just didn't happen, which was fine. Um, The day that we had the shoot uh, just fell through. That's okay. Um, She's got some other stuff that's going on. you know, with her family and family always comes first. So we will get that recorded. And I am so pumped. I have not yet created the artwork for it. Uh, between her and I, we will figure out exactly how we want it to look. And uh, you guys will get the first sneak peek of it. But until then, we will continue to work on the concept of it. And I will be very, very, very excited to get that pushed out to you guys soon. Do you know what you've been missing? That's right. It's everybody's favorite ads. Do you know what your favorite podcaster wants really for Christmas this year? Or whatever, whatever holiday they celebrate? You don't? 
Well, let me drop some knowledge for you. All they, all they, <laughs> I'm going to get it out. All they really want is some mighty T-Rex and unicorn Christmas lawn ornaments. That's right. And where can you find those, you ask? Why on Amazon.com? Not a sponsor. So whether you're looking for something to make their day merry or their nights bright, head on over to your favorite website and send them some lawn ornaments or some lawn gnomes. You never know. They might just send you back an autographed picture of them posing with it in your favorite not-naked hoodie. www.notasponsor.com And now, back to the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I couldn't help myself, guys. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was too much fun. Do you know how long I sat, <laughs> do you know how long I sat here and thought about that? Way too long. I wasted way too long. <laughs> sitting here trying to figure out what my mid-reel ad was going to be today. Let's talk about something a little bit more serious now. Um, now that I've wasted 13 minutes of your time <laughs> with simple life updates and some random ADHD factoids, um, let's talk a, a little bit about some actual education. Uh, where do you go if you're not part of the lifestyle community and you need to find some good educational resources. We've talked a little bit about vetting, which is very important. And we talked about that in perspective specifically to partners, right? So we talked about vetting uh, partners. We talked about vetting play partners. We talked about vetting long-term partners, um, both on the D and the S side of the slash. Um, but we uh, haven't talked a lot about vetting educators. We haven't talked a lot about vetting online resources. Um, we haven't talked a lot about vetting uh, groups as far as your local communities, whether that's um, an online community, which may or may not be local, um, or an in-person community. Today, I'd like to focus a little bit uh, more about resources um, <clears throat> and, and specifically online resources. Uh, do you want to just, uh, you know, get on Wikipedia and take a look at, um, you know, how to, <laughs> how to be a dominatrix? Let's talk a little bit about that. So there's a friendly little website that's called WikiHow. I don't know if you know very much about WikiHow. I do. It's really interesting. Um, if you go to the head on over to wikihow.com, it's called How To Instructions You Can Trust. Let's take a little dive into that. <laughs> Welcome to WikiHow, the most trusted how-to site on the internet. What will you learn on WikiHow today? What should we type in? Um, how to BDSM. Oh boy. The first three items we have. How to build a soundproof room. Oh, this one is expert co-authored with a verified checkmark. How to act like a dominatrix and how to be a dungeon master. These sound promising. Um, 
Oh, followed by how to talk to your girlfriend about sex and turn her on and how to tell if your girlfriend likes someone else. Also expert co-authored. I would just like to say before I go any further, I do not recommend WikiHow, no matter how many expert co-authored check marks there are, um, as a place to head over to for any advice on lifestyle information. But let's dive right in. How to build a soundproof room has 2,142,000 views. Let's take a look. Now, to be fair, I have not. I'm, I'm heading in blind. I'm heading in blind. <clears throat> but I know WikiHow very well because I have read some of the other articles on here and they're pretty hilarious. Um, oddly enough, this has nothing to do with BDSM. The easy methods, install sound curtains or thick blankets. Um, it goes further. Use bookcases, mount shaky items, install a door sweep, use acoustic wedges panels. Okay, so this is pretty basic, right? Use thick material, separate layers of walls. Okay, yeah, so it's just really talking about actually building a soundproof room. It's not uh, running into anything lifestyle. Um, it's, it's actually pretty decent advice. Um, so we're going to go back. We're going to. We're going to run into the next one. How to act like a dominatrix. 1.4 million views. So um, it starts, a dominatrix is a person who takes the dominant role in a BDSM relationship. Okay. While some people become dominatrixes, dominatrices, and work with clients professionally, you may just want to role play being one for fun. In this place, you can act out a fantasy role for you and your partner's mutual pleasure. All right. Proper behavior, communication, and procedure is crucial not only for fostering a nurturing relationship, but also to avoid any physical or psychological trauma to either party. I'm not mad at this so far. Part one, having the dominatrix attitude. I wish you could see this photo. It is of a very angular, angry looking woman with uh, handcuffs, a uh, flogger, and what looks like a condom. In a package, to be fair. Uh, decide with what you're comfortable doing. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right, it talks about uh, whether or not you may choose to have any um, sexual contact, um, but you may have a full range of services. All right, that's fair. Um, it is important to establish what you're comfortable with doing and saying. I like that. Um, if you choose to be a professional, it is important to understand the risks. And even if you take all the necessary precautions, a person could act out against you. This is fair. Um, the next photo is of someone with a furry and um, the female uh, sticking her tongue out with a nasty face and a red X against her head. Be open-minded with the other person. If you choose to be a professional, you will need to go into the situation without judgment. I appreciate that even if you are not a professional you should also um if you decide to, to it you still need to right you see where i'm going here <laughs> with the judgment um <laughs> your client could come uh from any background and be there for any reason although you are paid to be in control treat each client with respect and understanding yes so here's my response to that um if you are the professional if you are a professional you and you have a specific um, 
role that you play. Um, if there is someone that does not fit that role, you also should not take on clients um, that don't fit that role if you're not willing to play that. So in that sense, if you uh, provide caretaker roles and that is the style of dominatrix, uh, dom, um, dominant, we're going to go with dominant. Uh, clearly they're referring to a female in, in this specific, but if you're in a dominant role of, of either gender or any gender that you choose, uh, you should not ever um, take on a client that doesn't fulfill um, a role that you're willing to fulfill. So just saying that um, your client could come from any background, any professional dominant that I've ever uh, spoken with, interacted with, they're very clear about um, what they are comfortable doing. Uh, they have their own limits as well, and they always openly discuss that with, with any potential uh, bottom or submissive that they uh, are willing to seen with or play with or work with before they ever get involved with them. They don't ever work blindly with anybody. So, uh, you know, there's a little bit to be said here. Um, be confident. Oh, okay. Um, maintain good posture. Uh-huh. Make the situation about you. Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna deviate here because that's um, I um, so um I have some issues with that, and and for those of you that have followed me, if you're working as a professional. The situation is not about you, um, actually. The situation is not about you at all. The situation is, is truly about the person who has hired you. Um, uh, yell at me if you leave a comment down below. Um, it, uh, this is incorrect, uh, completely. Uh, no. Um, so it reads, uh, do and say whatever you want. That is actually very untrue um, because this is an agreed upon professional role. You would have already defined rules. You would already have defined um, limits. You would already have defined the scene. You would have already defined the situation. This is not a free-for-all for the professional. This uh, actually is about uh, the bottom or the submissive. Um, this is, this has, so uh, you see where I'm going. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop it there. Um, oh, so, and this is where it gets even more worrisome. Um, part two, playing the part, ask a dominant to mentor you. This isn't, oh, and, and it gets worse. This isn't necessary if you are acting out with your partner, although you may want to pick up tips from videos or books. Actually, no. Um, one, if you are a dominant personality um, who is entering into a DS relationship, um, you I do always highly recommend a, a mentor. Um, if you are a professional, um, 
or wanting to become a professional, uh, you should have had a mentor for some time before you enter into a professional role. You should have been in the lifestyle for some time. Um, I would be terrified that is a huge red flag situation um, if you are looking to enter into a professional situation uh, with no prior experience in the lifestyle and no mentorship. And um, I would not recommend picking up tips from videos or books if you're only looking to do this with your partner um, as an as an as not a professional. Um, I would still recommend a mentor highly um, if you're looking at making this a lifestyle situation. Uh, you may refer to my TikTok uh, and or potentially prior episodes. I'll have to go back <laughs> into prior episodes. Um, but this is uh, yeah. So see. Um, this, yes, your mentor will teach you how to protect yourself, negotiate, etc. That I do agree with. Practice verbal communication. There you go. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. I do agree with that. Um, it goes on to say some things like uh, watch videos to get an idea of how they speak. That's not true. That's where you uh, mentors. That's where you need. Have a plan for your time. Um, there's a big role-playing component. Yes, this is very true. Um, you do need to have a plan because that's how you plan out a scene. Um, and you have that discussion with your, your bottom. Um, yes. Purchase and learn to use accessories. Yes. Learn to use them. That is very, very, very true. Um, make sure you and your partner are comfortable with the use of accessories. This is very true. Uh, yes, I agree with that. Agreed. Um, train to use these accessories. Absolutely. It requires learning to use accessories correctly. Perfect. Um, yes, practice with your accessories and learn about them before fully using them. Absolutely. Um, perfect. Uh, getting carried away could lead to injury. I love it. Um, that's right. Decide on a safe word with your partner. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yep. Um, I enjoy this. And be attentive to your partner's needs. Yep. Absolutely. Um, perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So um, it's got a few things that are, are good, uh, but there are a lot of other things um, that, that are a problem here. So that's, you know, just one. <laughs> um, so you can see there are things that are like good, but not good. Um, so that's the only one I'm going to delve into with WikiHow Today. We might come back to it again uh, when I come back on uh, with Carl later this week because uh, it's got some fun stuff. Let's go to a really good resource. Um, now, can you Google good resources for BDSM? You absolutely can. You can Google and and you you can and, and you may get to some really good resources, but it can be hard to vet a good resource by yourself if you don't have any education. And here's where I recommend that you reach out to somebody who knows their stuff. And if you don't know someone who knows their stuff, my recommendation to you would be to reach out to your local community to find a local dungeon or look up on FetLife. I know there's a lot of problems with FetLife, but it is a good place to find a local community, to find local events, to find a local dungeon. And the reason I, I bring up a local dungeon over and over and over again is because most 
local dungeons, and I have seen some problematic ones, but most local dungeons are very careful in vetting the people that they allow to do things like any type of practitioner work there. So the people that they allow to do rope tying, the people that they allow to do flogging, the people that they allow to do any type of fire play, knife play, needlework, things like that. They're very careful to do those things. Or find an online convention, find something along those lines as related to the community, because again, in general, the people who are presenting, the people who are teaching are generally very well vetted by the people who are running those conventions. Those educators are usually very, very well vetted. And these, these events are not difficult to find. So that is usually a good way to find an online resource or even an in-person resource. That's one way to do it. It's not always the easiest. It's not always the fastest. And if you're nervous about asking somebody, I know how that can be for some people. But it is one way to start. Another way to start is you can go to online social media. And I know there are a lot of people around on social media that are not actually in the lifestyle that purport or portray themselves by playing a character um, as being in the lifestyle. We've talked about that to an extent, um, but there are a lot of people that play a character online as if they are in the lifestyle when they're not truly in the lifestyle. And that has caused a lot of pain and a lot of concern um, on multiple social media platforms within the last year. And so you do have to be careful about that. You really, really, really do. The one thing that you can do is if you are looking to talk to somebody or reach out to somebody on a social media platform specifically is really looking to see um, if you reach out to somebody who states that they're an educator or says that they are doing education or presents themselves as an educator, you can always ask them for vetting resources. You can ask them for people that you can reach out to, to vet. Uh, anyone that will happily and gladly hand you those resources, um, reach out to those people because they'll be able to speak to them. Um, and, and they should be able to give you those, I, I mean, just without blinking an eye. Anyone who hems and haws about it um, or, or isn't willing to hand over those resources, I would, I would really kind of stop and step back for a minute. Um, but someone who is uh, really reaching out and saying they are an educator or are representing themselves as such uh, really should be able to to really kind of say, yeah, I'll give you that information um, without any hesitation. And, and I said that, I know, previously. And I'll say it again. <laughs> um, other places that you can go, there is a phenomenal magazine that is online. Um, it is called Zipper Magazine, and it's literally zippermagazine.com. They are a fantastic resource. Um, they are very very, very good about only utilizing 
vetted educators um, and, and vetted people within the kink community. Um, they have contributors from within the kink community all over the place. Um, Sunny Megatron, she's amazing. Um, What's the safe word? Pup, Amp, and Mr. Christopher are uh, major contributors uh, on here. Um, the Kink Educator, Emerson Karsh, is on here. Evie Lupine is on here. Kitty Stryker is on here. Uh, I, there are so many amazing people. Uh, Midori is on here. The people that are major contributors on here are really phenomenal. I appreciate who they speak to, who they interview, who they talk about, and they do not present anything that is unsafe, um, any education that would be misleading. It is a great place to go. Again, that is zippermagazine.com. I have not worked directly with them. I would love to at some point um, in all the places that I've spoken and all the places that I've educated. This is not one that I have done. Uh, but I um, can honestly say that their stuff is highly vetted and phenomenal. What I would not ever recommend is anywhere that links you directly to like a BDSM dating site or a BDSM, uh, you know, just a straight like, you know, sign, sign me up daddy.com or, you know, right. Uh, obviously, you know, use your, use your common sense, um, you know, or anything that's like a, you know, mentor me now, you know, kind of moment. Uh, obviously you, you really want to make sure that you're reaching out to, to appropriate places. If it looks like a red flag, if it feels like a red flag, if it, smells like a red flag it's it's probably a, a red flag you know on top of a duck um <laughs> but there are a lot of online resources that are really good uh, ultimately it's a place to start or it's a place to reach out to when you're looking for additional information on top of your own continued education or your own mentorship in person um, or your own continued research uh, while you're learning or while you're already interactive with your local community or your online community, if you aren't able to be involved with your local community because you don't have a good local community or a reliable local community or you're in a small area or a rural area that just doesn't have an active community um they it is a it is a good way to be involved um or you don't feel safe in your local community it is a good way to be involved so i do urge you uh to really kind of look into those uh, if you have any questions you're always welcome to reach out to me um at that one traveling girl on tiktok you're always welcome to reach out to me on instagram i'm there as well um I am always available um, online. Uh, if you send me a message, I am trying to be better at being on TikTok. I am not uh, being super successful <laughs> at it right now, but I'm trying to get there. Um, I am doing a little bit more work uh, um, out of the house uh, as well right now as far as getting out during the day um, because it is good for me to be productive. But I wanted to bring you some of this information. We will, like I said, try to touch on some some wiki house some more, um, more for fun, uh, a little bit with Carl when he and I record later on. 
perhaps over the weekend and um, and try to find a little bit more education to sit down and chat with you about because we have so much more that are sitting on our list and have been sitting here waiting to just go over and talk about with you. And we love you guys so much. And we really appreciate you continuing to ride along on this subspace spaceship where we uh, try to iron out some of your kinks and look forward to continue to hang out with you guys. And we are so glad that you guys have hung out with us, even though we've only managed to get out eight episodes so far this past year. We are so grateful that you continue to put up with us um, while we just work out all of our own literal kinks in the system and figure out how everything works as we are so new to this. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart um, as I continue along this journey. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.